So how did we get so lucky to have the young pretty lady join us? How is this even happening? I mean, have you looked at the two of us? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely <laughs> happening. <laughs> Thank you so much for the opportunity. Indian Rider Radio, After Hours. Well, once again, you guys have landed in After Hours. This is uh, Indian Rider Radio's a little different type of thing. My co-host, he's right over there. That is Riding Fish, and we are happy to have him along. We're glad you joined us this week, and we have a very special guest for you. We've all been to rallies. We've all seen those lovely ladies standing around motorcycles or showing off in their lovely bikinis. And we often, if you're my age, you walk around going, wow, I wonder whose daughter that is. <laughs> but more importantly, you don't always get a whole lot of information about them. You don't learn a lot about them because right. they're pretty faces standing there. But now we've had the chance to meet this young lady and I'd like to introduce you to Andrea Crosser. Andrea, hi, glad you're here. Hello, hello, thank you. <laughs> so let's start things off with the most obvious question there is. How do you get started doing what you do? <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely been a crazy ride. Um, I've only been doing it for about a year and a few months now. Okay. Um, so I actually, I came out of a very toxic relationship. We all have our stories. Um, so mine was coming out of a very toxic relationship and I start working out, um, changing my diet um, more um, physically, spiritually, mentally, so on and so forth. Um, so once when I start working out, I start seeing results and I kept getting asked by local photographers, friends of mine, hey, let's do a shoot. And so finally I went, I went for it and I did it. Um, but little did I know, obviously, I became addicted and I loved it, right? Um, so when I seen the results, I was like, oh my God, like I have to do it again and again and again. And here I am. But the backstory is, is that you are not a 20-something. Correct. And you're a mom. And, yes. and you've, you've really gone a long way in a short period of time for this type of work. Uh, when Fred and I met you in, in uh, Sturgis, he told me that you were over 30 is what I'm going to say. Okay, you're over 30. Yes. Thank you. And I and I I looked at him like he was deliberately lying at me. You know. Yeah. No. So again, when when you're when you just you know you get invited to do some shoots, you get invited to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. But but what then propels it forward? Is it you? Is it the photos? Is it people that see the work? How does that? How does it? Move yeah. Forward? Well, a little bit of backstory. I mean, I do have a little bit of experience in modeling, so it's not my first uh, rodeo, so to speak. Um, so when I was younger, my parents actually put me in beauty pageants, so that's how I originally got started. Okay. Um, and then when I was in my early teens, I went to Barbizon in Chicago. It was like in Tromberg, one of the um, west suburb area. I went there for a little while, and they taught us how to do cold reads and runway how to walk the runway and etiquette and um, how to apply and, you know, our modeling com cards and so on and so forth. So that was a really good learning curve for me. Um, but I was young. I was only like 15 at the time. And I was very more um, tomboyish, believe it or not. Um, so I was really into sports and I loved soccer and um, softball. So I wanted to pursue obviously school and sports that was my main focus at the time so I just kind of walked away from it and then like I said just this past year uh, I had the opportunity to network and do tons of photos and I've been in um, several different fashion shows locally uh, 
just a few weeks ago, I was in Tennessee for one. So that was probably the biggest fashion show that I've done. I walked for actually six different designers. So I did a lot of networking. Um, yeah, it was really crazy, especially with the COVID. Um, so it was definitely interesting, but it was a good experience. And I've also been published um, four times. And then I was just featured uh, just at part, like partial in the magazine um, as an influencer. Oh, okay, but now recently, if, if anyone follows Andrea on uh, social media, you were also uh, trying to become a Maxim girl. How did that? How did that all work out? Yes, um, so it's just a whole bunch of networking, um, and I seen the opportunities. So I said, you know what? Why not? Um, I've always had more so leaning towards Sports Illustrated. Um, so I seen the opportunity for Maximum, and that's why I end up going for it. Um, and then. With the competition, I end up placing at the top five um, before they actually went into the finalists. Yeah. And I'm currently now, um, I'm through Maximum Australia. We just started um, voting up again. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit the same thing. It's just a, less cash. They said you could win up to $10,000 with a one-year contract. Um, for the regular Maximum was 25000 with a oh. one-year contract. And I did also apply for Sports Illustrated uh, 2021, which I have to submit my video ah. for that. Okay, so that requires a portfolio, a video, a bio, and all that stuff yes. so that they can then select you out of other groups. Of, Correct. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And talk to us about the motorcycle experience and the Sturgis experience because- Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> for, for, but for a lot of professional models, um, that is not something on their to-do list. They, they look at other opportunities. Right. But what was it like for you? I mean, you're, you're, again, returning to modeling, if you will, yeah. walking into that lion's den. What was it like? For me, because I'm more of a city and uh, sub, sub girl, um, I'm more like a city girl. So to be honest, it was like a culture shock for me. <laughs> I was like, what did I just get myself into? Like, seriously. Um, just, I mean, I used to ride and stuff like that and used to go on like poker rides and stuff, but never like that many bikers in my life. And just like seeing the different, so many men and women in different ages, you know, diversity. I was like, I was really blown away, but it was also a really good experience and i enjoyed meeting the majority of the people that you know i was introduced to well i'm glad you didn't come right out and say meeting you curtis was a real pain <laughs> in the ass because that would have been part of the, the whole discussion here right but it, it, do you see a future in that kind of work i mean because it, obviously it's something that suited you and people responded very positively positively yeah. to you and thank you I, I think in part it's because you aren't one of those i want to say silly 20 somethings you know what i mean right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm very personal. Um, I'm very relatable. So I just have that, I guess, gift, per se, if that's what you want to call it. Sure. Um, people just feel very comfortable coming up to me and talking to me. Um, to this day, I mean, I still get people from all over saying, you know, oh, my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're such an inspiration. You know, they want to reach out question-wise and, you know, what does it take and what have you done? And it's a lot of hard work and fear. We have to overcome fear in order to become successful because a lot of people tend to hold back, you know, because what if or, you know, insecurities and sure. so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and now, again, if, you're, if you start at 15, and you're going to Barbizon and learning the trade, if you will, and in doing all the things that are involved in that, that's one thing. I mean, you climb the ladder right. gradually, you do whatever you're going to do. But at over 30, 
it has mm-hmm. to be a little different way to walk in the door. How do you, how do you knock oh, the yeah. door open in, in, when you're the over 30 crowd? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, now, nowadays, they, there's so many men and women in different ages. I mean, just in this last fashion show, I was like so inspired because there was an older grandmother, so to speak. Um, she was 68. And she, and she was in the fashion show and I was like oh my gosh what's your story I have to know like please tell me you know I thought that she had been around for years and no she just herself she just started like up a year ago so that's that's how we hit it off and that was one of our conversations you know it's just meeting and networking you know getting involved um I'm not so worried about my age because I'm all about emp- women empowerment, yeah. you know, and sharing my story with others because um, the age does not bother me at all. At first I was like, oh my God, you know, even starting, I was like, oh my God, I'm too old. I'm a mom. I don't have time. It was because I was scared because yeah. I was scared of the unknown. I was fear. Sure. But once when I got over that, then I was fine. I was like, I got this. Yeah, it, well, and I was going to point that out. Is that you walk into this with a different set of skills and a different set of, uh, I want to say, a vision for where you want to go and who you want to be and what you want to do, then maybe that girl who at 19 got picked up by a magazine someplace and now all of a sudden she's thrown into the breach. You've had some life experience. You've had some time behind you. You know how to express yourself and communicate well, which I'm going to, I'm going to generalize. I'm going to say probably not high on the skill set list in most modeling settings. Yes? You know, do you have the big enough boobs and the round enough butt was pretty much the answer in most cases right i mean that right. yeah you're, you're way too quiet over there what's going on in your mind i will i actually want to like back up so we know you're a model but would you say you're an instagram model or is that how you started and then my other quick question as soon as instagram came out were you that girl that was like like 500 pictures like did you love taking pictures of yourself before you opened up to letting other people take pictures like i don't i have 200 followers on instagram right so you have 5,000 plus or whatever number it is yes and i struggled to get 200 i don't know maybe i need to get more selfies or something yeah no you're fine um so no you know being in the industry because when i had my first photo shoot i didn't even know like how to you know how to pose and you know i was like oh my god this is so awkward (laughs) like i didn't know you know but they're like no if this is what you're going to do you have to do xyz you got to get your social media platforms you have to you know your comp course you got to xyz so it was a lot um i just the instagram that i have currently is just strictly for my modeling but now that i'm kind of branching out because i don't want to be so vague like oh my gosh she's just a model no i actually want my followers to become part of my, a part of me as part of my fans and my family to actually get to know me as who I am you know not only my model but I want you to know that I love you know gardening and food and my children in XYZ you know so it's not so fake and phony and cut cut and dry but um at first that's how I started my Instagram and I think I started it actually believe it or not it was towards the end of last year in 2019 So that was my, you know, first, I'm like, okay, I'm really gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. Because after a point, I was like, you know what, I love it. I'm addicted. Like, so why not continue to pursue this to see where it actually go, you know, so this is what I do full, full time. I'm, I do everything on my own, as far as my marketing, as far as my networking, all the emails and so on and so forth, all, all my, my social media posts, I put time and effort into all, everything. Um, so no, I am not cons- really considered an Instagram model. Uh, I am just um, 
just a model for right now. I am, you know, I have an international um, publish as well as a runway model. So I do have um, a couple or more events coming up. So an Instagram model is one thing. A pro model is a whole nother story. But generally speaking, it's a very two dimensional thing that most of us see. Okay, right. we got a great image of her and we, we have this perceived notion of who she is, but you want to make it more accessible. You want to be more real to your, to your friends. Right, authentic. Yeah, authentic. very authentic, yes. And that too is something that I think suits you better over 30 than it would under. Yes. Is that, I, I think so. Oh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, at, at uh, the 30, 30 years old, you start to realize who you are as a person. You start to become that person. You're yeah. not... And we all still change, I would say, even as we get older, that's the, the benefit of getting older is you get a chance to change things. So they came for the pretty looks, right? Yeah. And now they get to stay because they like who you are and who right. you're becoming, yeah. what I you want other it's, people to be. Yeah, it's not superficial anymore. It's not that two-dimensional face on, right. a, on a page someplace. Now we know Andrea. Now we know what she's about. Now we know why she does what she does. And I think that that's going to, I think it's going to serve you well over time, especially, and I don't know if you'll ever come back to the to the motorcycle arena, yeah. but if you do, that will serve you well there because that's part of what people find in the motorcycle experience is they meet mm -hmm. other personalities and other people that they then network with and become friends yes. with. What did we spend a couple hours together standing yeah. down there talking? Yeah. And, um, you know, in that short period of time, it was easy to recognize that, oh, this is, this is different. Andrea is different. This is not what you run across everywhere. This is, <laughs> she is right. definitely different. Yeah. I'm, I tell a lot of people, for those who don't know me, I'm an old soul, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, can, I can connect very well with others. Not to correct you, but I'm going to correct you, Curtis. Hey, I yeah. prefer Andrea. Andrea. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It's okay. That's fine. God okay, start the whole yeah. timeout. Oh, <laughs> all right, I'm out. We ruined. Okay, I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> up the simple okay. shit. I get if thrown you, out of my own show. I don't understand this. If you haven't already realized, we are on after hours today. Curtis was, you know. Yeah, I just have up. a little tantrum moment there. I'm better now. I'll be all right. I still love you. <laughs> well, by God, I'll take it. Don't you worry about that. You have to pursue in modeling, obviously, some of those, I want to say standardized goals, whether it's Maxim or getting published or, you know, I'm going to throw names out there, Victoria's Secret or whatever those things are. Mm -hmm. Are those really the benchmarks or is making a living as a model someplace in between where you are and where that is? Yeah, I mean, I, I would love, you know, the, the with, working with an agency being represented because currently right now I just freelance I do everything on, on my own yeah. and sometimes you know I I price a booking rate you know in order to book me for a, depending on a campaign or what have you realistically and ideal the main goal would be working for with an agency because obviously they have more experience instead of me doing everything on my own because it is a lot of work and it is a lot of time consuming oh, you know yeah because you you are the product and you yes. are the boss, and you are the manager, and you are the yeah. You know, you're all those things, yeah. Right, exactly. So, uh, do you find do you find it hard when you're uh, trying to negotiate? Do you feel like some people try to lowball you sometimes? Oh, yeah. Representing yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, all the time. <laughs> it, it's a hard it, it's a hard thing. Even like me and okay. my channel, I've worked with dealerships, and they start to ask you well, what do you think, what do you want in feedback or what do you want in repayment for this or what, when you work with us? Right. And I have a hard time putting value on that for myself. Right. And hopefully for you, it'd be easier because there's so 
there's already, right? You're a model, you're going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they get paid X, Y, Z. I think that's what I should be paid or hey, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit better. It but the ongoing argument though with, with models in particular, and I ran into it with voiceover and a couple other things, is that because you're not listed with an agency or because you are not represented, the first thing they're going to say is, well, I'm certainly not going to pay agency rates for somebody who's not agency listed. And that's a pain in the ass, no question about it, because I lost jobs because I wouldn't back off of the price that I was offering. And I, and I freelanced just like you did for a number of years. It really was tough. I mean, the guys that finally would buy in and, and work with me, absolutely. We had great relationships and we always have, and we, we still do. Mm -hmm. But getting those guys that say, well, you know, 1500 bucks, that's an agency rate. Yeah, it is. I just mm -hmm. don't happen to have one. Sorry. I mean, you know, right. it's what it is. Yeah, exactly. I was told don't ever sell yourself short and know your worth, depending on, you know, if it's locally, obviously I don't charge very much, you know, yeah. but if it's like out of town, if I have to worry about, you know, like a flight or hotel or rental or something like that, then of course, then oh, the prices yeah. go up. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. Unless if they're providing, you know, then yeah. that's, that's, you know, that's, that's a little different. Yeah. yeah, that's just the cost of doing business. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, you, you're a business owner, right? You, aren't you a partner in, I don't know if you want to talk about so, that. No, it's fine. Um, so what I'm working on now, my upcoming project, because of everything that I have done in my past. So a year ago, I was a dental assistant and a co-ed soccer coach on top of a single mom of three. Um, I also was a licensed, I am a licensed esthetician. I have been for the past four and a half years now. And throughout the Chicago area, I've done a lot of commuting and setting up shops and training, you know, other estheticians. And um, then I got to the point because I've always been like an entrepreneur. Uh, over seven years ago, I, I turned a hobby into like a, a business per se. Um, so I started making jewelry and I'm just very like ambitious, hungry, and I cannot see myself like sitting behind the desk working nine to five. With the jewelry, I just kind of put it on the back burner. With the esthetician, uh, because I did so much commuting, a light bulb went off. And so I decided to become a freelance esthetician while I was working a dental assistant on the side. So I invested in myself and I, you know, from the massage table to the equipment to, you know, the facials and products and so on and so forth. Um, so as I was working um, full-time as a dental assistant, I would do makeup and facials on the side just for extra cash, um, just to feed my family, right? Because yeah, yeah. um, it's not easy um, being single. And so now being in the industry with whole fashion and the makeup and still the hair, and I'm still licensed esthetician, I am actually getting ready to launch my own business. That a girl. Yeah. See, there you go. But I think what you're doing is, is, is um, what a lot of people are, have done now. And women are doing it in particular more often than men are. They come into, uh, they develop some skills, they go to school, they have a job, they have a career, whatever, start raising kids. And if that situation changes or dissolves, they're parlaying all those mixed skills into other job opportunities, other, right. other side hustles, if you will. I think the impressive thing about that is, is that Let's say, that, let's say that you have the kind of success you want to have as a model. Mm -hmm. Now all the other things you've done kind of just dovetail right along with it. Right. You yes. can just take it right on down the road the rest of the way. Of course. Yes. See, but it's always cool. good to have a backup plan because you just never know. Right. Yeah. My old man told me that the smartest guy on the block is a guy with a plan B. Yes. And absolutely. I, 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 a thousand percent. I, I agree. I've dream ever since. Yeah. Uh, a guy told me, a guy told me actually it was uh, Rob Gregory. 
he told me, he said, you know, if you want to just an easy life, you want a no stressful life and just get by and everything be good, you can work eight to five, yep. right? Yep. But if you want to be successful in life, yep. you need to figure out which 12 hour day you're going to work. That's the right. morning or the night. Yeah. Because eight hours isn't going to get you anything special. So, yeah. And if that's what it sounds like you're doing, you're putting in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're putting in the time, and that's a, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely putting in the time for sure. But the payoff is going to be, Andrea, and I think I think you're going to find this to be true, is that again, when they're dealing with somebody who is independent, who knows what she's after, who has a a clear vision of where she's going, mm -hmm. you're a smarter hire. In a lot of cases, you become the smarter hire. Mm -hmm. You know, you're predictable, you're solid, you're you're steady. You are standing there representing yourself. Yeah. You're not about to throw a tantrum like I just did. You know, in your own show. Right. You know, yeah. it's not going to happen, right? But I, will, I will say, though, that's what you're negotiating when you're in these negotiations representing yourself because you've done so much all by yourself. It yeah. gives you that stronger back and the you don't need to take their job. You right. don't need them, you yeah. know, per se. And having the option to say no in the 21st century as a modern woman is a big deal. Am yeah. I right? Oh, yeah. A lot of us get painted in corners. Seems to happen to women more often just because choices are so few. You're not, you're not painted in that corner. I'm going to change gears ever so slightly. The dark side of modeling. There is a dark side. Everybody knows it. It all gets ignored. There's misogynistic, chauvinistic assholes out there. And there are power struggles and there are catty women. How do you wade through that? Research, research, research. I'm grown. I do not do drama at all. I just don't even associate with people like that. I try to avoid it as much as I can because it's so, uh, you know, it's right. like it sucks uh, the energy out of you. Yeah. Just, yes. It's just, no, I, I try to stay away from that as much as possible. Of course I hear say all the time from different photographers or different models, but I am representing myself as a brand. I am a mother and I don't want anything coming back, you know, later in life to haunt me or my children. So, um, I'm on my best behavior, so to speak. Yeah, but you're making smart you know? choices that, that will not only benefit that down the road, but it makes a good choice now in your career setting. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, again, yeah. I don't know enough about it. But now, we talked a little dark side, but now what about, are there, are there types of modeling you prefer doing? What do you like to do as a model? I, I like more of the fashion, the high-end fashion. I've always, like in the magazines, you know, runways like New York. Um, that's one of my goals I would love to be in. But the only downfall is my height, so I don't know. I mean, things are changing a little bit more, um, so they're not really looking at that. Plus my age, you know, it's a, a variety. I just like more of the high-end. I like lifestyle as well. I have done a few implied here and there, but that's not my forte. Okay. The, yeah. You say implied, it's implied nudity. We can use the word cool. nudity. It's after yes. hours. We can say naked. Yes. Okay, yeah. Right. yeah. What about coming back to motorcycling or motorcycle theme type modeling? Did, did you find that fascinating? Do you find it fun? I did. Yeah, absolutely. It was, like I said, it was definitely a good experience. Um, I would love to come back some, whether it's there or, you know, some other type of event just to, um, get a more feel and experience and meet more people, you know, yeah. I was a little disappointed just because I didn't really get a 
motorcycle ride. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, I wish that would have happened, but maybe next year somewhere in the near future. Oh, know. we'll find you. No problem. We'll make that work. That's easy. Yeah. So what would you, if you, if you had to do it over again, and, and more or less you are, you're, you're restarting your life after a bad relationship now as a mom doing all those things. What advice would you give to somebody, one of those 20 somethings, perhaps maybe in the modeling industry, what would advice would you give them to start moving themselves forward in a more mature way like you do? You know, that's a really great question. I just say, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I can say what I'm getting ready to say, but, um, F the bullshit. Okay. Right. right. Just get, quit thinking negative. Um, and just go for it because you're not going to know unless you actually go for it, unless you try. Right. Yeah. And at least, I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least you can look back and say, I did that instead of saying, I wish I did that. Right. Okay. All right. So now 15 years ago, you're standing there in Barbizon among a bunch of other pretty girls yes. learning your, your learning the craft. Okay. Yes. How many of those do you think actually made a career out of it? probably zero to none <laughs> we were so young yeah. you know i yeah. don't think really i don't really think they knew and i think maybe at the at the time because it was so long ago that some some of the parents were actually like shoving them into it as if they didn't really have a choice you know uh me i i really loved it and i wanted to do it and then after when i realized how much work it really was and how expensive it was for you know for my parents and stuff i started to feel kind of bad and i was like Let's just focus on school and sport. Indian Rider Radio, After Hours. Have you ever seen any of those videos? And I hope this never happened to you. <laughs> My God, when the runway model's walking down and then she like sprains her ankle and then like, oh, I'm not going to lie. I've lost calories laughing at those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, no, truth be told, so there was an actual hiccup, and I was just in, well, two, actually, just this past year here in Chicago. One, I was walking walking down while the girl behind me stepped on my dress, and I started to tumble. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is going to be so embarrassing, like, yeah. if I literally do that, but luckily I didn't. I kind of kept it together. But I was like, you know, just thinking, oh my gosh. And then after when she stepped on the dress, she ripped it more, you know. And I was like, oh. oh my gosh, I feel so bad for this designer's dress because that's work, that's time, and that's also money. But yeah, no, it, it has happened. Luckily, I haven't had a heel break, but um, I wore almost like five-inch heels at one time just because of my height because more, more of the girls were taller than me, so I wanted to look, you know, kind of even. Yeah. And yeah, needless to say, I stumbled but then I kind of played it off like, you know, oh, I did that on purpose. Like, right. I got this. <laughs> you just got to roll with it sometimes. Well, you know, if, if I fall, I'm that guy that jumps right up and I looked around to see if anybody saw me. So that, right. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, luckily I haven't like really fell or sprained an ankle or anything like that. But see, the beauty of falling has happened age, for yeah. sure. If you fall at my age, people think you broke a hip. Oh my gosh. Cool. You know, I mean, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm handicapped. Help me up here over here. The, the, the modern model is not what it was maybe when you were 15. There was that height requirement. There was a certain look. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it had to be the 36, 24, 36 kind of model. Right. Today, I think that the, there's a lot more, I want to say, realistic representation oh, yeah. in modeling. And it, it opens the door okay. for height, weight differences, age differences. Right. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's wonderful, you know, because you see all these magazines and 
back then everybody thought that they had to look a certain way or they had to have a certain hair color because you know oh my gosh that's all you see is blondes you know yeah yeah and now nowadays i mean it's from blondes to reds to tattoos you know tattoos are a really big thing yeah it's just not for everyone it is what it is and i think it's great because everyone gets an opportunity yeah, that if, is, this, that, if this is a dream that they want to fulfill well you know what what i was going to say is it is nice that there's so much diversity because my daughter has flaming red hair it's beautiful i think my daughter's beautiful but it's nice that when she starts to become that preteen or the teenager and she's flipping through magazines um, or clicking through instagrams she'll see other people with red hair that people you know are up front and say hey she's beautiful my you know so and, and it's not so much i never want my daughter to say well i wish i had blonde hair Right. Or, or whatever. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 You know, I, I watched my daughter go through that a couple of times where it's like, I don't look like these other girls. I'm shaped differently. I'm not as tall. I'm not as this. Sure. I'm as that. Knock it off. You yeah. know, you're just yeah. fine just the way you are. Okay. So, no, you're not going to get a call from Victoria's Secret, but do you want one? You know, I mean, it's a different thing. Yeah. So where do you see your career going from here, though? You're going you're gonna to walk up. You've got some outside opportunities and some entrepreneurial things going on. Where do you see modeling taking you over, the, say, the next three to five years? You know, I would love, my main goal is to um, a film, becoming an actress. I would love to do that as far as uh, runway, more runway. I love the runway where I, I'm thinking big. So I'm thinking New York and Paris. You know, those are my main two that I would love to walk, you know, for higher end um designers you know like mark um so that and acting for sure um agency yes that would be great but it is what it is so i'm just going to continue doing what i've been doing for a while you know and acting what do you see yourself doing are you a dramatic actress or an action girl or what you know i haven't taken any classes or anything like that so i'm also kind of looking into that just to see what it actually takes Mm -hmm. um you know, when I was in Barbizon, they did kind of teach us how to do like cold reads and stuff like that, little skits that we went over. Yeah. But I think it would be a good review, you know, to actually get something down mm-hmm. in case if I do want to pursue that, you know, um, whether it's an actual like a big move, like a worldwide movie or, you know, if it's something on Netflix, you know, just some sure. type of little skit just to get going. I think that would be really awesome. That is awesome, is right. This day and age, Netflix has it better than the theater movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. You know what? We're going to reach out to you here again before the end of the year because I, I wanted to talk to you about maybe doing a little promotional piece for us. Okay. I don't know if I can afford you, but I'm going to do my damnedest. You trust me on that. Okay. Well, thank you. Now, it will not get you a TV gig, and it's probably not going to get you any runway work, but yeah. it will make a few happy bikers. Okay. You can yeah, do. I'm game for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> any oppor- any pain opportunity, I'm there. <laughs> Just saying. How, How much of the way this girl thinks? I do. How much value is in an Indian Rider Radio t-shirt and a Riding Fish t-shirt? Those, oh. You know, that, that's hmm. value. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, she would certainly improve the quality of my merch in about a minute. It oh, jeez. <laughs> Here we go. Yep. I help, love it. You would help the quality of my merch extensively. It would oh, be. Oh, man. Now, is it from China or is it from the U.S.? That's what I want. No. <laughs> Got me some U.S. made t-shirts and I'll wrap one around you. Don't you worry about a thing. 
I, I want to ask you before before we call it. Um, you've gotten to travel quite a bit. So, mm -hmm. what's your favorite place? I, I love traveling. Oh gosh, yeah, I love traveling too. I am. I mean, just because I'm so used to the city, you know, and the burbs around here, um, my heart. It, like, if I could be a mermaid, I would be a mermaid, like, for the rest of my life. So my heart is set on beaches. I love the beach. I love palm trees. I love warm weather. Um, I would say... Okay, so you, you screwed up because you're in Chicago. Really. You know, I know. I know, unfortunately. <laughs> it doesn't say I can't move, you know, or, you know, get a, a house, you know, later on, a beach house later on down the road or something like go. that. But um, definitely, I love Florida. Uh, when I was just in New Jersey, that was a really good experience. That was my first time being in uh, Long Beach, uh, New Jersey, Long Beach Island, New Jersey, and that was uh, very nice. Yeah. Well. Yeah. She's got the look. She's got the brain. She's got the travel heart. She's got the adventurous spirit, and uh, obviously knows how to multitask because I know this for a fact. If I had two children that I had to, you know, be keeping tabs on. There would be no Indian Rider Radio, I can tell you that. I don't have time to think twice, you know. But we applaud yeah. you because, and the reason we wanted to have you on, simple as this. One, we were both just blown away by your personality. You're, you're so friendly and accessible. I have always had the experience walking up to, especially at, at rallies and that kind of thing. You walk up to one of those models, say hi. And if she doesn't look down her nose at you, right? some snide comment that's coming in. Yeah. And I really braced myself for that when I introduced myself to you. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here it comes. And it didn't. And it was really nice. And then to find out that you're not some 20-something, which took some convincing, by the way. I had to be convincing. <laughs> yeah. But to see how you've developed your career and how you're doing this on your own is really fascinating and I think very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, I was just going to say uh, the word you missed was genuine. Just a real person that, you know, so that, that was, that was my takeaway is, is I don't want a, a fake ass person on the show. I would like a genuine person, you know, and it's not always, you know, we just want to meet genuine people grow. You know, we call it a community of motorcyclists. Well, you know, we'll have to bring you out, get you on a motorcycle. And then you're just like that. You'll be a motorcyclist. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but more importantly, and this is the point that I saw happen there throughout the afternoon when we were talking is that you were so easily engaged with anybody that came up and said hello or when, you know, not generally the case. It just really isn't. And I think that that was one of the things that, that really struck both of us. And we wanted to talk to you again was, yeah, she's got the look. She does all this stuff, but she's not like those other girls. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And going forward, how do we follow you, find you, or hire you? Oh, yes. Um, so um, I'm on Instagram. I, I, uh, so it's the official Andrea Nicole. It's all together. All lower, lower caps. You can find me there. I'm in the process of creating my own website um, because, as I said, mentioned earlier, I'm getting ready to launch my own brand. Um, so that's coming soon. So I'm really excited about that, but I'll be making announcements on my social, social media platforms. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So we started Instagram, we find you there and then mm -hmm. we'll get the website up and that's how we can reach out to you and follow yep. you more forward. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. All right. So yeah, it'll, be it'll be attached to my bio on my Instagram, the link. Yeah. Excellent. And I'll put a 
link to your Instagram on my video. So okay. anybody watching this, you can go down to the description and get a direct link straight over. Andrea Crosser. Now, if you haven't met her, now you have. If you want to know more, check her out on Instagram. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for your time and the opportunity. I do appreciate it. Well, you, you're, you're kind of slumming here, but we're doing the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> I think you officially the biker community being on this show. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you've, you're going to make some friends. Okay. Some friends. Awesome. Andrea Crosser, this has been After Hours. That's Riding Fish. I'm Curtis Sawyer. Thanks for dropping by, hanging out with us today. And don't forget, another episode of Indian Rider Radio coming your way very, very soon. Stick around.